the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory from the Father, full of grace and truth. My brothers, my sisters, and our Savior Jesus, love can change the world. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. That is 100% true as long as we all understand what we mean by love. Because for such an important concept, love is pretty hard to define. I love Oreos is different than, yeah, my sister and I fight sometimes, but we still love each other, is different than a woman saying to a man, I'm sorry, but I love someone else. Love, for such an important concept, is pretty squishy, pretty hard to pin down. So what kind of love is Jesus talking about when he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, now remain in my love. Two teenagers are going out, they start going steady, they commit to each other, their boyfriend and girlfriend, and then they reach this point in their relationship, this abstract point that no one can really pin down, where one of them feels like it's time to say, I love you. And so he gets ready, gets ready to say, I love you, and he prays, he hopes that the other person, that his girlfriend, has reached that same point in the relationship. But maybe she hasn't. Is that what love is? Just a feeling? Butterflies in your tummy? Unfortunately, that's where a lot of people's definition of love starts and stops. And that's a problem. Because if love is just a feeling, then it is doomed to be conditional. How many marriages end in divorce? And, the, and both spouses say, we just didn't love each other anymore. How many friends walk away from each other because you weren't there for me when I needed you? How many sibling relationships go asunder because to deal with the hurt and the pain of the past is just too hard it feels too hard. No, if a relationship with love is based on that feeling, then you're always asking someone else to make you feel nice. Then it's up to them to keep the relationship alive. You better stay pretty. You better stay fit. You better keep your sense of humor. You better not say anything that makes me upset. Otherwise, I might not love you anymore. Is that the kind of love Jesus is talk talking about in our lesson? Are we trying to just make Jesus feel nice? No, Jesus clearly defines what he's talking about. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. That's another faulty way that people tend to define love. Love is just acceptance. It's tolerance. It's if someone can appreciate you at 100% capacity, if you can't love me for who I am, then you're not worth keeping around, right? Jesus invites us, no, he commands us to love him not on our terms, not by being ourselves, but by following what he commands. And that would be pretty easy to reject. 
if, if loving Jesus was just about making him feel nice, right? Then we'd say, no, no, thank you. It's too hard. I don't really need your love. But we do. We do need to remain in Jesus' love. Because Jesus' love is not just making butterflies fly around in his stomach. No, to remain in Jesus' love means salvation. It means protection. Because Jesus equates his love with the love of God the Father. And remember, God is the one who's in charge of where we go when we die. God is the one who's in charge of the whole universe. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So you kind of want to be on his good side, don't you? And it sounds like what Jesus is saying is the way to stay on God's good side is to do what he commands, to love the way he does. Jesus is not interested in us loving him on our own terms. He wants us to love him on his terms. So Jesus is not all that impressed with people who fold their hands to pray, but who don't give a second thought to whether or not what they're praying for advances the kingdom of self or the kingdom of God. Jesus is not all that impressed with people who take commands of Scripture to gather, to be in the Word, to be together with other believers in the Word, and just cast them aside because they want to do religion their own way. No, Jesus is pretty clear. If you love me, do what I say. That's where he goes next. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Jesus' command is pretty clear that we love and serve each other the way that he has loved and served us. Now that is one tall order. To love the way Jesus has loved, but that's his will for our lives. That's what he wants out of us. And if we are second-guessing what that might mean, he defines it for us. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. A soldier enlists in the army. She is ready to give up her life for the liberties and values of her native land. Maybe she even has this verse of scripture in mind. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You don't have to be a service member. You don't have to have served in our armed forces to daily have opportunities to lay down your life for your friends, for your neighbors, for your fellow human beings. The question is, is that what we're known for? We call ourselves Christians, followers of Christ. Are we known for laying down our life for others? Are we known for setting aside personal opinions for the sake of being kind to one another? Are we known for sacrificing our own needs, our own best interests in order to serve the needs and best interests of someone else? Are we known for our kindness, for our patience, for our forgiveness? Are we known for loving even our enemies? Is that what we are known for? Because Jesus is. That's what Jesus is known for. Because we were on the receiving end, right? 
we were Jesus' enemies from the start. We were the ones who were testing God's patience with every fiber of our being. We were the ones who, when Jesus showed up on our, on our planet Earth, did nothing but hate, abuse, and kill him. But Jesus laid down his life for his enemies, for the very people that hated him. Why? Because that's what love is. Love is not just a feeling. Love is a commitment. The way Jesus committed to love you despite your ugliness and sin. Love is not just accepting someone for who they are because Jesus did not accept you for who you are. He could not accept your sin, so he changed who you are. He forgave your sin. He did something about the ugliest part of you. He hung it on the cross when he bled and died for you. Love is a commitment and it's a decision, just like Jesus decided to go with God the Father's plan to save the human race from our sins. That's what love is. You are in God's love. You are in the love of Christ. You are in his circle because he has changed you. As unlovable as we were in our wickedness and sin, Jesus has made us lovely in God's sight. As wicked and evil enemies as we were, Jesus has called us by a new name, called us his friends. He says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. A servant working in a master's household, all they receive from their master are orders, are a job to do, a task to do. And maybe you thought that's what Jesus is doing to us by telling us to obey what he commands. No, but Jesus has acted first. When we were wicked and evil and did nothing to come to him, he chose us. He handpicked you to be not a servant in his house, but to be his friend, to know his secrets, to be his confidant, to bring you into God's circle, to show you God's love, to make you a part of God's family. Do you feel like the world is criticizing you for everything you do down to the very breath that you breathe? Do you feel like you're living under the thumb of society that is just screaming to you to do something to impress us? Do you feel like no one really expects anything out of you and that you're just wasting space on earth? Jesus could not disagree more. He could not disagree more that you matter. You do matter to him. You do matter to God. God loves you and cares about you, and he has big things planned for you. He has big things prepared for you to do, and like a good leader, like a good friend, he calls you and equips you to do them. He says, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. You know, it is true 
Love can change the world as long as we're talking about the right kind of love. We could be talking about romantic love, but not everyone is blessed with that, but that's okay. And really, romantic love mostly blesses the people in the relationship. And if they get married and have kids, they bless the kids as well. We could be talking about the love of human friendship that makes your life so much better and is such a blessing, but really, human friendships can be shallow they can fade away over time. But the kind of love that we're talking about is the life-changing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that has changed every fiber of who you are. That's the kind of love that is powerful enough to change the world. That's the kind of love that will make an impact on those in your life. And that's the kind of love that you have opportunities every day to live. Jesus has called you to live it. Jesus has called you to practice patience with the very people who, who are testing it. Jesus has called you to listen patiently to someone whose viewpoint on the world offends you to your very core, but just to understand why they feel the way they feel. Jesus has called you to embrace the awkward in order to say something that just needs to be said to a stranger, Jesus loves you, or to a friend who's broken and guilty, Jesus forgives you. Jesus has called you to love the way he's loved you. Jesus has given you something no one else can give, a new identity, a new life, a new self. Jesus has shown you a love that you will not find anywhere else in the world. Jesus has called you He's done the impossible. He's turned us enemies into his friends. And he calls you to do the impossible. To love even your enemies. To love everyone in your life. Jesus will see that you do it. He will help you do it. Because Jesus is your friend. So live it. Live like Jesus is your friend. Love like Jesus is your friend. Love like you really know what love is. Amen.